Welcome back to the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast. My name is Jeremy Devins, and today we're looking at the Friday forecast from January 12th, 2024 through Thursday, January 18th, 2024. All the major transits happening this week. There are four significant ones we'll talk about, as well as a little check-in about the new moon that happened yesterday on January 11th, and a little update on the big transit happening on January 27th, with all the planets going direct. So as always, you can follow along with your own birth chart. Go to quietmindastrology.com, get your free birth chart, look where these things are affecting you personally, knowing your own signs and your chart. That's where this gets a lot more personalized. But also, I want to teach you astrology here so you know what you're talking about and why you're talking about it. And you're not just reading some app or some computer-generated thing, but you're actually learning astrology for yourself so you can apply this to your life and when you hear about transits you know how to work with them and i go really deep into this in the vedic astrology mentorship now the sixth class will be starting in just a couple weeks so we'll have more details on that coming up very soon if you're interested go to quietmindastrology.com you can join the wait list now for the next mentorship group and we're starting year one, two, and three all this month. So I've been doing this for a long time and share multiple levels of this. And basically, if you want to understand yourself and others at a deeper level and improve all the major areas of life, health, wealth, relationships, and purpose, astrology is probably the best tool that I know of to better understand yourself and know the timelines of things, know when to plan for things. And really to fine-tune your intuition, to be at the right place at the right time, with the right people. And that means ups and downs, and positive and negative, because we have all of that within us. So sometimes there are downs, sometimes there are ups, and we talk about all of it, and we embrace all of it, and we work with all of it. And what you could say is like a tantric path, or a looming and weaving of all parts of life into one thing. And I don't like to put a lot of labels or names on what I do, but ultimately, it's about you finding your own unique alignment in yourself of what is true for you and your intuition. And the astrology is just the validation, markers, patterns, and reflections of what is happening internally as above, so below. So yesterday, January 11th, we had the new moon in Purva, Shada, Nakshatra, and Sagittarius. And as I talked about in the monthly forecast, this is a powerful time for setting intentions for the new year. If you're listening to this a few days later, it's okay. Still a good time for setting new intentions. You're in this new moon energy or closer to the new moon than the full moon. Great potential for growth and expansion right now. And the resistance or challenges to implementing new intentions may come up, but they're lower right now. It's just a lot easier to set an intention and start to make progress and have things happen. And if you didn't catch Mindful New Year, you could still join in now at quietmindastrology.com. There's still a chance to join. That'll be up a little bit longer, mindfulnewyear.com, where I go through a guided process to help you set your intentions for the new year. And lots of really great resources I don't share anywhere else, like the full transit calendar of the year based on the new and full moons as well. So you can sync up with the moon cycles. You can sync up with the energies of the planets and the transits of the year and know the best timing of things and work with them rather than against them. So this week, now from January 12th, well, if you're watching the video, you see uh, what's happening in the sky at this moment I'm recording on January 12th. And we have Mars moving into Purva Shadha Nakshatra on January 14th. 
So I'll move ahead to that date. And we see Mars going out of Mula Nakshatra, where it's been, as I talked about in recent episodes. Mars, the planet of action, the warrior, the ambition, the drive, and all of us, we all have these qualities. In Mula, which is about getting to the root, taking actions to get to the root of issues, uncovering deeper things, deeper emotions, deeper feelings. In Sagittarius, there's this adventurous spirit, and you can uncover some really deep-seated emotional awareness through that transit, which is ending on January 14th. And you may still be feeling some of that. You may be in that process. It may have happened earlier at the beginning of the transit. Mars takes about two weeks, plus or minus, uh, in a nakshatra. So it'll have 18 days in Purva Shada Nakshatra now, starting on the 14th. And if you want to listen to more about Mars and Mula, go back to that episode and uh, a couple episodes ago. But Mars and Parmashada, energized and assertive action towards long-term goals is very favorable at this time. Again, all this stuff in January is really setting up like this long-term goal-setting kind of energy. Great time for planning the year and making steps towards it, especially now that after the new moon, the first new moon of the year, there's a lot more momentum going forward. There's motivation to overcome obstacles and challenges. It's a very determined, undefeated energy, as I talked about in the last episode with the new moon there, uh, Purvashada and Uttarashada both are represented by an elephant. Both are this invincible, undefeated energy. So when you add Mars here, very strong, very powerful. There's increased drive and passion for anything in life, particularly where Sagittarius is in your chart. So you may not have any planets in Sagittarius in your birth chart, but you have that energy in the sky in the moment you're born and it's Mars is transiting over that place in your chart. So even if you don't have planets there, you have that Mars energy there now, which is focused on long-term vision, adventure, philosophical goals and aspirations and spiritual goals. It's like the spiritual warrior kind of energy. It's a very fun, exciting, adventurous kind of energy. There's potential for impatience or recklessness if it's not channeled positively. Mars is this warrior spirit, so it needs to be directed somewhere. A warrior is usually following orders from a general, and the general is represented in astrology by Jupiter. So Mars in Sagittarius is a perfect place to be, to be following some sort of path, some sort of container that you're in, or a program you're in, or training you're in, that you are channeling that energy into a direction and a path and you can think of it like adolescent teenage boys who have this sort of fire in them and might not have a direction for it and can become destructive and all this i definitely had my time as a teenager of being into all this sort of crazy chaotic destruction kind of things and uh, a lot of especially adolescent boys take a lot of risks because there's that adrenaline to it, there's that excitement to it. And this is that Mars energy when it's not channeled. And when it is channeled, like when I was a teenager, I started a band and now I had this channel for it and I was just so passionate about it. It's all I thought about, all I did, all day, every day. So it gave me a channel for that energy. Now that example still applies to some degree to everybody now with Mars in Parvashada and then when it gets to Atarashada as well in 18 days. So it's still that same kind of energy for a while now. And it's just good to have somewhere to channel it. It's like, where are you directing that Mars energy? 
And that could also include rest, right? Everyone's at different places in life, different hormone, hormone levels, uh, different goals, different aspirations, different life phases and stages. So it's really personal. It doesn't mean everybody needs to go out and be very physically active or start a band or be very aggressive or anything like this. But this energy is there. There's a strong potency to it, strong drive to it that if channeled well, it can lead to creating something really cool and creating something really powerful and meaningful to you. Because Sagittarius is also about meaning and values and beliefs. And Purvashada is this energy of fighting for those things. To go with that, also on January 14th, a little bit later in the day, you see the sun moved over to Capricorn. And as always, you can see this stuff with your own eyes. This is astronomy. It's astrology. You can look up with the night sky app and see with your own eyes on January 14th, the sun right on that line now into Capricorn. For 30 days, of course, the sun's there about every 30 days. We have a solar calendar based on the sun and the equinoxes and solstice. So we have this uh, roughly every 30 days. Every It's a month in each sign for the sun. So focused and disciplined approach to personal and professional matters is a great way to take this energy forward and be intentional. As I've talked about in the monthly forecast, a lot about this, so you can listen to that again. I won't repeat too much here, but this is a time to have disciplines and structures in place, which very much supports what I just said about Mars and Purvashada. Have a direction for your energy, a project, a goal, an aspiration, a container, a training you're doing, a book you're reading, a book you're writing, a song you're recording, a song you're writing, some sort of creative outlet, some sort of uh, goal-oriented outlet, a, a money financial goal, a career goal. The actual specifics will depend on your chart and the dasha you're in and the transits, how they're affecting you personally. And for that, you want to know the... Rahu, K2, Jupiter, and Saturn transits. Those are the big ones every year. And go back to the archives on those and see where they're affecting you based on your rising and moon sign. That's stuff to always be aware of, always be kind of digesting and, and feeling into and processing, I think, as you go through the years. Like, where is K2 in your chart right now? And how is that affecting you? And how is that impacting the choices you make now? It gives so much perspective and so much clarity and so much uh, validation of the things you're going through when you have this kind of big picture perspective. And then on the smaller scale, like this 30-day cycle, Sun in Capricorn, of your vitality, your creativity, your power now needs to be channeled into a grounded, practical, contained, directed way, likely in service to others. Capricorn ruled by Saturn, of course, the, the servant energy. So when you are focused on yourself and what you can get and what you need that can be quite draining and depleting and a lot of western society is set up so that you can spend a lot of time doing that updating your social media and picking the right picture that makes you look the way you want to look and all these things all the ai filters that the biggest waves of popularity in ai come with these like new face filters so you get new profile pictures of yourself so it's very much this self-orientation in modern society that is part of like social media wave and all this. But Sun and Capricorn really does not support that energy at all. And it really supports a service orientation 
of helping others. If you have kids, that's the most obvious direct path. If you have some sort of work that you do, giving it away, donating, volunteering, helping others, being generous. This is a great time for being generous. And only if it comes from a place of like pure generosity, though. If there's any sense of needing to get something in return, that's not actual generosity. It's more of a transaction or uh, expected transaction. So this sun in Capricorn is a challenging energy, but when it's directed in the service orientation, it's it's simple, it's humble, it's giving, it's creative, it's generous. Ambitions and goals are a great time to focus on those. Just what do you want? How are you moving towards it? There is an increased sense of responsibility and leadership that often comes with this, where you may find yourself more aware of your finances, more aware of your responsibilities, and maybe the limits of those. Try to take on more things and you realize you can't, you get tired, you need a break, you need help. So if you are in some sort of leadership role already, maybe more delegation, more hiring help, or if you don't consider yourself in a leadership role, that maybe you realize there are ways that you are more responsible than you see. And I think so much of personal growth work comes back to taking responsibility for your life. And for me, growing up without a father and poverty and all this stuff, major teeth issues, health issues, depression, taking full responsibility for my life for me was one of the most important, empowering things that I ever did of realizing I have the choice of what I do when I wake up. I have a choice of where I want to apply to work at a job or who I want to spend my time with. And if I go to meditation or if I do a yoga practice. And those things were all huge stretches for me back in the mid-2000s when I was first encountering these kind of ideas. But now, of course, they're everywhere. It's all over (laughs) millions of YouTube videos and books and everything. It's amazing the time we live in where there's so many great resources for self-responsibility and awareness and personal responsibility that's even in some ways in the culture gone the opposite direction of so much emphasis on the uh, culture and society and and how the individual is at effect of those things which is true it's just a pendulum swing right there's elements of both that are true and both are important but with sun and capricorn it's this idea of your vitality and your energy can come through more responsibility more integrity more looking at your life and saying is this what you want it to be and if not what can you do one little thing to make a difference for me many years ago it was like just doing a gratitude journal or just doing a meditation practice i I didn't believe i could get out of a job i didn't like i didn't believe i could get out of a environment i didn't like i didn't have this strong sense of belief in myself at that time in the mid 2000s but i did have the sense of i can do something i can do a little bit And even now at this phase where I feel very fulfilled and happy and like I'm living the majority of my life in alignment with my values and truth and all this and uh, fulfillment, uh, there's always still refinements. There's like, how can I be more generous? How can I give more? How can I take more responsibility in my work and, and serving my students and people listening to this podcast? And there's always new levels to it. So no one is exonerated from this kind of work in life. There's always new levels of how can you be more authentic, true, in service, and generous. And, uh, in this case, uh, more grounded, more disciplined, more structured, and, and 
sharing your gifts. And then, of course, it's with Pluto, which Pluto and Capricorn is this Pluto return that's happening for the United States of America, where I was born, not currently living now, but I'm still very much impacted by all that. Most of my friends and connections are there. That there's this whole societal shift happening in America, and there's this whole political thing happening in the world, which I don't focus on too much because we really have almost no control over any of that and very small influence and we almost never see the full story uh, especially with modern media you just see one side of the story so there is that revolutionary energy happening in the world and the u.s and its sort of leadership that it's had since post-world war ii that is changing and societal structures changing so if you are politically motivated and interested in all this and causes then this is a great time to be doing something involved with that. Capricorn represents governments and structures and systems. So you may want to take on more leadership and involvement in local government or even bigger scale than that. Uh, I know many people, you know, all walks of life listen to this podcast, including people in Washington, D.C. who are involved in politics. So you have more influence in that sense. And if, if you are interested in politics and shaping the world and where it's moving, then this is a great time to be involved in those causes. And if I have any small influence on any of this, to really steer that towards action and what you can actually do and less of this attacks and drama and all this sort of stuff that media has made political discourse into, but like actual exchange of ideas and actual exchange of information and education. And it's all become so murky now which is unfortunate, but there is still a lot of influence people can have on local governments and politics and the ripple effects up. And it's very likely there will be a major shift in changing of the structure of Western society, which America leads currently, but impacts everybody else. Uh, and that could change dramatically in this Pluto cycle, which we're still just getting started. We're only at five degrees of that started in 2020 goes all the way to 2040. So we're well, very much still a long way to go with this cycle. And if you want, if you are passionate about that, if you want to be involved in these things, this is a good time this month to be doing that. And this can be overly serious energy as I started to get very serious there. I can be burdened by responsibilities. So be aware of that. Have some fun in your life. Get some flowers, go dancing, be silly. Be an inner child. Be connected with your inner child. Do some silly stuff for no reason. Don't let it bog you down too much, but it is a more serious energy, so work with it. Go with it. Then on Thursday, January 18th, we have Venus moving here where it's in Scorpio in Jaishta to Mula in Sagittarius, joining up with Mercury and Mars. So Venus and Sagittarius, bigger picture. Sagittarius is the bigger constellation. Mula is the smaller constellation within that. Venus and Sag, adventurous, open-hearted approach to relationships for 24 days. It's a positive and optimistic interaction kind of energy with others. Favorable time for exploring shared interests with your partner, with loved ones, with friends. And there's a risk of being overly idealistic or avoiding emotional depth in relationships. It can be a bit flighty and light, except when it's in this first part in Mula. So for 11 days, January 18th, Thursday, January 18th for 11 days, Venus will be in Mula. This is a deep and transformational kind of energy. 
So we just had Mars there, and then we'll have Mercury there. So we've got a lot of Mool energy. The sun was there recently. So we've got a lot of the Mool energy moving through. And that's about getting deep into the roots of things, deep transformation, deep personal growth, deep healing. And there can be a lot of courage that comes up through this to address these underlying emotional issues, talk about them with Mercury here. And it's overall, this can be a very positive thing and healing thing. It can be a little intense. There can be some emotional intensity and power struggles that come up with this when you go into these deep topics, these sensitive areas. I did an amazing training recently, a retreat in myofascial deep tissue massage. And when you go into those deeper areas, one of the main principles is the deeper you go, the slower you go. This applies to everything, I think. The deeper you go, the slower you go. And then you could speed up a little bit after that, but as a general rule in this kind of philosophy of life. But when you're going into these deeper things, these more sensitive areas like emotional sensitivity, trauma, triggers, deep-seated things that are just kind of buried in there, psychological things, go slow with it. So through this 11 days, January 18th, it's a good time to slow down in relationships. If you get triggered, you may know this concept, this idea of like slowing down. If you get triggered in a relationship or a conversation or friendship, rather than react to it and amplify it and intensify, you're reacting from this triggered place. You pause, maybe you step back, maybe you take a day away. And then you come back when the, that triggered response is not active. So now you can use more of your prefrontal cortex, be a little more grounded about it, and have a little more perspective of it and actually create the healing. Because usually when you have that triggered response, you're just kind of recreating the trauma and reenacting it rather than changing it. Uh, as you may know, <laughs> you can do any psychological work. Uh, so this can be really deep and healing stuff. Can be very passionate, intense connections and romantic matters. This can bring about uh, a lot of passionate sexuality, sensuality, intimacy. Great time for doing like tantric practices, like uh, red tantra, tantra sexuality, uh, intimacy uh, practices with your partner, Taoist sexual practices. These are all like very much Venus and Mula, deep, deep stuff. Not just like the surface level kind of romance and and fun and passion and uh, all this sort of surface level raciness and spiciness that can happen around relationships. But with Mula is this depth to it. So great time for deeper intimacy, deeper connection, deeper sensuality and sexuality as well. And it's all within Sagittarius. So there is this philosophical perspective. So if there is like a philosophy or school of thought or spiritual or relational kind of pathway that you're on that you're interested in like uh like the Taoist sexual practices or the tantric sexual practices that's an example or maybe it's celibacy maybe it's uh taking a vow of celibacy or in a way going deeper with yourself and containing your energy or a deeper level of commitment with a partner you know these kind of uh, moralistic ethical these values around relationships are coming more to the surface over this 24-day cycle from Thursday, January 18th. So a great time to have those kind of conversations, explore that kind of work for yourself as it's authentic to you. Now, outside of relationships, there's a lot of things implicated here as well, like your creative expression. 
and your creativity, which is just another expression of the second chakra of the sexual energy. It's what you create in the world and your output, how you want to express yourself, music, art, beauty, knitting, sewing, crochet, uh, gardening, any topic that is interesting to you. I, former musician, I still make music sometimes. Uh, and that's one of the main ways I like to express uh, with the Venus kind of energy. Drawing, painting, very fun. Uh, so any sort of artistic expression is very good at this time. Just enjoying art, music, entertainment, great at this time. And then the one little thing I wanted to add is that on January 27th, as I talked about in the monthly episode, we have all planets going direct. So you see all planets. Uranus is the last holdout here to the end of the day. And then all planets are now direct. On It's actually the very end of January 26th. Okay. But January 27th, uh, it's when all planets are direct from that day on until May 3rd. But I made a mistake in the last episode. Apologize for that. Because there is one retrograde during that time, and that is Mercury retrograde, which will be April 2nd to April 25th. So basically, all planets are direct from January 27th until May 3rd, except through most of April, there is a Mercury retrograde. So through most of April, it's a good time to be going back over business matters, cleaning up papers, contracts, communications. One thing I like to do is I go through my texts and email and WhatsApp and all this and just get it to zero during Mercury retrograde, which some people sounds insane, not doable. That's fine. You get it to your version of zero where it's like maybe you got no, no notifications or it just doesn't feel cluttered. You know, that's the main thing is like, how does it feel? Does it feel spacious? Like you cleaned it up. So when we get to that in April, that's coming up. We just finished a Mercury retrograde last week, uh, two weeks ago now, 10 days. So that's done. And it's coming up again in April, but everything else will be direct throughout that time. And we'll talk about the Mercury retrograde, specifically where it is and all that in April coming up. But for now, just knowing that there is a huge forward momentum and just avoid, if you can, during April through most of April, like any new technology purchases, uh, any traveling, complicated travel, you know, sometimes the stuff is unavoidable. So that's okay. But avoiding the adding complexity or complications to it or making important business decisions at that time just keep things simpler and more about reviewing and reflecting business stuff and communication and technology stuff and learning even throughout april then again everything's direct otherwise and there's just one retrograde throughout may so it's kind of like january through june just a good time for starting stuff moving forward on projects everything i talked about before be intentional. Things can happen real quickly and it can be a little overwhelming at times. So that's going on from the end of January pretty much through June for the most part. So that's our look at the transits for this week. Again, a quick review. Talked about the new moon in Purvashada on January 11th. Powerful for starting new things. Uh, Mars in Purvashada on January 14th. Taking action towards your values and ethics and morals the sun in capricorn for 30 days on january 14th grounding your energy being intentional having containers and directing your energy then on thursday january 18th venus and mula for 11 days 
depth in relationships, expressing yourself in a deeper way, more creative expression. Also, January 18th, Venus and Sagittarius, that's the bigger sign for 24 days. Great time for learning, growth, exploration, and adventure. The Vedic Astrology Mentorship will be opening during that time. So if you want to go deeper in your astrology studies, perfect combination for that. And very grounded, clear path using all the other energies as well, like Sun and Capricorn. And then finally, on Saturday, January 27th, all planets direct, again, looking ahead to future later in the month. Uh, that will be happening in, until May 3rd, really until June, minus the Mercury retrograde and the outer planet retrograde. So mostly from January to June, huge forward momentum into the new year. And all the big tech breakthroughs, like we just had the, the big technology event, CES, the other day. Lots of huge new tech things coming out. As I mentioned, that's a, one of the big themes for this year. Lots of big tech breakthroughs. We're already starting to see that. And lots of really good stuff for the economy, um, Jupiter and Taurus, coming up in May 1st. And we're already seeing that in the works with things like cryptocurrency and investments and uh, all sorts of financial things starting to move in that direction where it's going to look very positive through the summer. Family stuff, very positive through the summer. We talked about this on the annual horoscope. Go back to that in the archives. And Mindful New Year is the place where I talk about the transits for the year, but also guide you through an experiential exercise to clarify your vision and intention for the year when then you work backwards and it's one of the most empowering life-changing tools that i know of uh, i use myself so love sharing that mindfulnewyear.com is where you can check that out quietmindastrology.com is where you get your free birth chart and you can join the waitlist for the next mentorship and if you enjoy the podcast leave an honest review in apple podcast a rating in spotify share it with a friend. astrology is so much more fun with friends you can look at each other's charts you can tease each other you can plan stuff around these dates super fun so thank you for listening and look forward to sharing more with you next time on the Quiet Mind Astrology Podcast.